Welcome back on Radio Arma. Uh, you're listening to uh, Flash Ranger today, and uh, we'll be talking about um, some uh, terrain creation, map creation, basically. And uh, we'll be uh, greeting Blood Clot today. Uh, Blood, how can I, I saw there was a lot of different nicknames you had. Uh, how can we call you exactly? It is Blood. Blood is perfect. Okay, cool. So let's go. Uh, we'll, we Today, we're just basically going to be talking about uh, terrain creation in Arma 3. This long and complicated process for non-expert people, for novices. Basically, this is kind of the biggest part of creating uh, an add-on in, uh, in Arma 3 for us that uh, don't really have any, any uh, background in that kind of thing. So... With us, so blood clot, uh, blood. Can you give us a bit more intel about you? You've been uh, creating obviously terrain since uh, a long time. How old are you first? I'm 38. Okay, and uh, so when did you pick up armor? Uh, I don't remember actually. Um, the first armor game I bought that was armor two, but I played uh, I played the uh, the single player campaign of Operation Flashpoint years ago. Okay, so a long time ago, and then you, you probably just jumped uh, arm uh, one and then catched up in arm two, is that it? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, so when did you publish well, your... Arm two was pretty much the first game I played multiplayer um, of them, but uh, yeah. And that's when I got really got into playing the modded game as well. I see. And when did you publish your first creation? So... Did you get into creating shit uh, in in the beginning of your adventure with uh, with Arma, or did you just like uh, take some time to actually play the game and then uh, uh, went into creating things? Um, uh, I think I, no, I started in about uh, 2015 creating mods, and um, the first thing I started doing was making terrains. Okay, so you you got that passion directly. Uh, when you started uh, creating uh, mods, so uh, you're well, well. I mean, we... kind of, but uh, it's. I wanted to make terrains ever since I played Armor Two, but uh, I didn't know anybody else who did, and so I didn't actually start to go way into Armor Three before I actually started doing it. I see, and so, uh, so why did you get into? creating terrains uh, what actually motivated you into uh, building your own that is a bit complicated but um, back in 1997 when pretty much the only multiplayer game out there was the first quake then um, uh, somebody in the community made um, a world editor called worldcraft for it and uh, since that was released, um, I was kind of hooked on making maps for all games. Okay, so and so basically you've been creating uh, maps and terrains in uh, other games, is that it? Yeah, for Half-Life and for Unreal and for Quake back in the days. But that's like 20 years ago. That's amazing, cool. And uh, for you in the Armor 3 scene, so the actual scene, what's your best terrain what's your uh, self-made uh, personal preference uh, in all of your creations oh that would be easy that's pkl my jungle terrain nice and why so um labor of love i guess it's kind of i've spent an enormous amount of time on it and i've watched hundreds of hours of people playing on it and i've talked to hundreds of people who play on it and it's kind of it has taken a few years from from to from from the first release and to um, 
to what it looks like now and what's coming in the next update. I see. So okay, so basically, uh, we'll be talking about um, the time that it takes to uh, create a terrain a bit later in the podcast, but we can right. sense that a lot of time was put into, uh, I mean, creating the terrain and then probably updating it. Um, so, what projects are you currently working on? Well, I'm still working on PKL every now and then, and I have a huge update coming on in. Wow. Okay. Um, but, exciting. And do you have a, a date of release for that? Um, no, not really. But um, my main project at the moment is my RHS Cutyard project with uh, my friends in RHS. That's kind of what's taking all my focus at the moment. Wow. Okay. So you're currently, well, you're actually going to be able to talk more about that because we have Regs, uh, which is a user on Discord that asked, uh, do you work on many or any any uh, modding team, uh, you just mentioned RHS. Can you tell us more about that and eventually of other uh, modding teams that you work for? Um, I'm basically only RHS. Um, basically, all my stuff gets merged with that. Um, sometimes I help my good friend Tete out with his Nimitz project and other stuff, but um, nothing of any huge consequence, really. Okay, so what exactly is your project for RHS? Are you able to talk about it? Because I personally did not know that RHS was planning on, on having a, uh, a or multiple terrains. Uh, what's the project behind that? Well, um, I had the pleasure of meeting a couple of those guys at uh, a small event that Bohemia Interactive hosted for us. Um, actually, as we're recording it, um, it's like... Pretty much on the day um, that we actually met those guys last year, so that's pretty funny coincidence. Mm -hmm. But uh, I met these guys and um, we kind of got along and uh, yeah, they're good friends, so it was kind of natural to join up with them. I knew a bunch of those guys from before as well. So That's amazing. So what exactly are you creating for these guys? Uh, is it a, So RHS is planning to release terrains, is that it? Pretty much, yeah. Um, so... Uh, Basically, my next update of PKL will be called RHS PKL, and it will be released on um, uh, what's it called, the RHS workshop, and um, same with the other terrain that I'm working on. That's super exciting. Basically, what that means is that some of the other guys will help me do different stuff with it. And, like for Katya, um, that means uh, my friend Yolanda is making a lot of buildings for it. A couple of the other guys have contributed and are contributing other stuff that I can't really talk about yet. Ooh, but, uh, secret, secret things. We like that. Yeah, basically we're making a lot of stuff and we have some big plans regarding the terrains as well. But basically um, my current terrains and my coming stuff is all going to be released with the RHS tag on it. Well, we're super excited to to see what uh, what's gonna come out of that. Uh, you can we'll obviously retweet and and uh, promote all that uh, on the internet so that uh, as much people as possible can can obviously like uh, take. I mean, test it and, and have access to it. And we'll probably just invite the RHS team to, to talk about it because it, it sounds like a big, big release and a big update. Um, so Regs from Discord had a second question that was linked to that, which was, uh, is there a sharing process that you have? Because uh, obviously it's completely different from sharing code. Um, how do you share uh, your work when you're collaborating with people uh, over terrains? Um, well, I know that Bohemia have an internal way of doing it, uh, but they also use um, that kind of internal software um, in addition to it to, man to handle that workload as well. But uh, the way we do it is basically um, I do everything that is kind of uh, how do you say it, um, directly terrain work related. So I do basically uh, all the all the hardcore terrain work, like modifying the terrain mesh, placing the objects, doing all the terrain artwork, the ground textures, all of that stuff. 
And then Yolanda is making um, a lot of Russian buildings. And so we basically agree on what we need. Um, I accommodate for our common ideas. And other than that, then we basically find out what we need and then we do it. I see. That's cool. And so, and so I can't code or anything like that. And even for my first terrains, I had to have help with the configs and stuff like that because I'm not confident in that at all. So it's kind of we share all the if, if someone can do anything better then they get to do it, basically. But all the basic terrain builder stuff, I do all that. OK, so basically every terrain, even the terrain that you release under your own name, you always have that help coming from from coders, basically SQF coders or, or config coders. Well, I wouldn't be doing this at all if it wasn't for a couple of good friends in the community that would kind of um, uh, teach me the basic, basically, because it's kind of I've been I've been modding and experimenting for a lot of games the last call it at least twenty two years, and Arma is pretty much like a secret society type secrecy on how to do stuff, basically. Uh huh. Okay. Well, it's we'll a... talk about uh, sharing knowledge in a minute. So you can talk about that uh, specifically. That's very interesting because there's a lot of people out there that are actually really looking to get into it and looking for tips and and uh, uh, places to to learn. So if there's what... so much misinformation going on. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So one last question about you uh, is, are you a 3D artist in real life? Um, I used to be. Uh, I still do stuff. Well, I still use 3D in my work, but um, no, I'm not directly a 3D artist anymore. Okay, so you, you so you still do have a sort of, of background in 3D artists, uh, of 3D art, sorry. Uh, to to back you up and and have the basic knowledge to to create terrains and create uh, objects. Well, I've used the first um, Adobe Photoshop version I used was one point six for Windows three one eleven three eleven. Sorry. Okay, so that was a long time ago. <laughs> and uh, I've used every version since then. So yeah. Okay. I've, cool. Work ever since then has been doing. Graphics of something. Amazing, great. So let's jump into a uh, a specific topic right now. Um, we want to know about the limits of terrain building. What are the boundaries that you cannot cross? Basically, there there's probably ter um, I mean uh, limitations due to the engine that kind of thing. Uh, can you can you uh, talk a bit more about that kind of thing? Well, uh, we could probably talk an, an hour about each of them. So that's kind of, uh, well, yeah, um, there are so many of them. And basically the best thing you can do is, um, the best thing you can do is to look at what Bohemia does and um, don't stray too far from that. Okay, so basically, you can you can DPO. Isn't a very good idea, and any any idea that you have that you try to do on a map, trust me, they have tried it. <laughs> okay, so you, you just unpack what they have. You just unpack what they have and and see what they did, and try to stick as close as possible to what they did. Is that it? Yeah, pretty much. The information is open about everything. Like, for instance, um, top of my head, um, Altis is um, um, 30 by 30 kilometers um, terrain frame, right? Mm -hmm. And um, when you split that into uh, 4,096, uh, you end up with a certain numbers. What is it? 7 point something? Uh, I think it's. 30,760 or something like that. Anyway, that's basically the cell size you end up with. I think it is something around seven meters or something like that. Um, and that's basically how dense your terrain detail is. And if you go on my PKL terrain, um, which is a tiny terrain, that's got two meters size, uh, cell size. And that's basically um, 
if whoever's listening is familiar with that terrain, it's got some really cramped bunkers and, and trench lines and stuff like that. That wouldn't be possible on a huge terrain. And that's basically the, I assume that's what you mean by the limitations. Yeah, completely. I mean, bound, basically uh, the barriers that you cannot cross uh, and and basically the things you, you cannot do uh, without basically breaking your your terrain or, or making something that is is um, c consuming all your performances on your computer or that kind of thing you know uh, that's that's so individual because um, there are so many variables that enter into it it's like it's um, were we gonna, going to, to get into how to start making a terrain because that kind of enters into planning and all of that? Hell yeah, let's let's just jump into it and uh, and you can give all the details about uh, creating terrains because uh, it, it from from what I'm hearing of what you're explaining, it really sounds super complicated because there's so much variables that, as you said, so much variables that are uh, taken into account into into building a terrain. So first question is, uh, is terrain building accessible to novices? I mean, do you, do you have to have a background in 3D modeling or 3D art, that kind of thing, in order to create a terrain or is it accessible for, for newcomers? Well, it kind of depends. Um, are you willing to sacrifice more than just an arm and a leg um, because first off it's going to take you uh, you, you can basically uh, run through a tutorial um, in a night if you kind of um, are willing to put the effort in and you kind of understand it uh, there is a really good tutorial called PMC ultimate terrain tutorial and basically um, uh, kind of um, if you have to ask questions um, cut that they're kind of covered in that then you kind of get asked to refer to it um, so basically if you can follow that then you can actually get a type of terrain into the game in an evening but that's basically going to be a couple of objects and a basic landmass that you can walk but on. but that and basically that is going to make you i mean get you started is that it is that the the first step into yeah. building a train i mean it's just the you know that that uh uh crooked scheme and it's not going to be a perfect terrain obviously it's the first terrain you're ever gonna build yeah you have to you have to kind of be willing to um to to have your first terrain that you actually put into the game be just like um, extremely crude and unplayable. It's basically just about getting some a working terrain mod into the game and learning basically the basics of it because you kind of have to spend months learning the the really really down low basics of it because before you can even get into anything artistic or creative in any way shape. And it's like the more you understand of the technology behind it the more creative you can get with it well because... we'll, we'll be sure to put a, a link to that uh, tutorial in the description for sure so that people can can have a uh, a place to start oh yeah so are you uh, so are there any wiki pages on this topic i mean can can people access some uh, user-made or Bohemia Interactive-made pages on the wiki uh, to to read in addition to that tutorial you just talked about? Not really. Only for a config reference. And it's kind of outdated uh, because every time they release a platform update related to the terrain, it's kind of... Um, uh, let's just say they're not quick about um, uh, documenting how new features work. Do you do you reckon Sorry, that do you reckon basically that's going to be uh, one of the factors uh, related to what you were saying before? Basically, is that secret society of of uh, terrain creators uh, influencing that that lack of information on the wiki? Um, not really, because that information on the wiki is basically. Uh, uh, like user experience and basic feature documentation are two completely different subjects. Like 
the inf the the mm, um, my experience working with the engine is completely different than uh, a technical manual. I see. Okay. Um, we got a question from uh, Solro uh, from uh, Panzer Brigade 21, which we interviewed last week uh, on Discord that was asking where should people get data uh, like sit maps and uh, high maps, you know, like basically satellite um, images, that kind of thing. Is there somewhere, do you use them or uh, do you know of any place to to uh, access those data to create terrains um personally i don't like to use them and i could go into the reasons for that but oh, we'd, be, we'd be very very interested in, in in listening to the reasons that you don't uh use them go ahead man okay let me first answer his question uh basically um how to get into the basics of using them and all of the information he needs for that is covered in that tutorial in the link the PMC one. And that's basically initially compiled by a good guy called Snakeman, who's an all-timer in the community. Okay, that's that's great. And and so how about the your uh, your personal preference? You just said that you weren't uh, go you didn't use them and uh, can you go over that? Yeah, um, basically um, taking uh, a real world location and uh, basically taking that directly and porting it over to Arma doesn't interest me much at all, uh, for many reasons. Um, so what I do is more like I can take a mountain or a mountain range from one and mix it with um, valley and rivers from somewhere else. And then basically since, um, since you're limited to having a kind of a tiny area, even though it's, it's big in, uh, in terms of games in general, uh, you're still limited to like um, cropping out a section of terrain, right? And I'm kind of more interested in fitting gameplay um, areas into a map, if you understand what I mean. So um, I kind of like to make a collage of interesting settings and put putting them together within the map frame than taking an area from the real world. I like to take 10 instead, 10 tiny, say I want to have a city from somewhere and mix it with a jungle from somewhere else then i will do that instead okay because i'm more interested in the gameplay than having a one-to-one -one copy of a real area because so, you're never going to pull that off anyway that was going to be a question uh that was that i was probably going to be asking at the end but since since you're obviously uh putting out this topic right now i might as well um, um, put this on the table right now. Uh, Lou Montana, that you probably know from uh, from the the community, uh, asked, um, "Do you take the gameplay into consideration when you uh, build a train? So basically, PvP or PVE, uh, one or the other, or both? Maybe I don't know." Um, in certain aspects, yeah, I take the multiplayer into account, but my primary focus. Um, like number one is infantry um, squad based infantry versus AI that's basically my one and only priority so of course there are PVE mostly to account other than that but those are my main focus so PVE mostly is that it absolutely yeah infantry based I don't really care much about planes and stuff like that Okay, great. Yeah, obviously, because I mean, planes can go into the sky and don't have, I mean, don't really have any uh, consideration for the terrain since they they are not limited to that. Um, well, I'll make some. I'll make some really elaborate airports and stuff like that. But that's the only reason for doing that is to have a cool airport to fight over as infantry. It's not to have a cool place to land your planes. If you get my drift. Ah, I understand. Okay. Let's cover creating the actual terrain. Uh, what software do you use? Well, of course, I use Terrain Builder, and then there's a bunch. Of course, the main one would be Photoshop. That's kind of none of what I do would be possible without it. Well, of course, you could use GIMP for most of it, but don't ask me. For so, that. Photoshop is is a 
is a, a software from Adobe that uh, does some, some picture creation, but uh, how do you use that for terrain creation? I mean, it's 3D versus 2D, isn't it? Well, um, yeah, but the thing is, you don't use 3D software to... Um, you don't use 3D software to make the terrain itself. You so use... how 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 does it work so, then? I mean, uh, a terrain is is 3D levels of. I mean, it's to me, uh, to my to my knowledge. I mean, uh, terrains are like uh, levels of of ground. I mean, it is 3D. How does it work then if you don't well, use a 3D? In 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 armor, you can't make holes in the terrains, so it's basically just. Um, as far as the terrain is concerned, in armor, it's 2D um, with height information. And that's that's basically the only way to look at it. So if you download satellite data, that's basically a satellite that flies around the planet and shooting waves at the planet, having them bounce back. And then um, the time it takes for the signal to get back, the difference in it, that's how it determines um, how much of the ground sticks up from the planet, right? And so um, that contributes to a network of dots. And that's still basically a top-down 2D network of dots. It doesn't take um, cavities in it into account at all. And that's the same thing with armor. You basically have, um, it's, a, it's basically a 2D image from black to white, where black is at sea level and white is the top of a mountain. Okay, I see. So Photoshop and the actual uh, Bohemian Interactive um, uh, Terrain Builder. And uh, what else do you use? Uh, do you have uh, any... Um... I have, of course, L3DT, the, um, uh, the software that it's most recommended for um, editing the terrain mesh itself, like um, extruding mountains and valleys and making rivers and shorelines and all that good stuff. Mm. You can, of course, do that boulders were as well, which is what I use mostly, but uh, all of my friends mostly use L3DT. I see. Lou Montana is asking on Discord, uh, are, there, are there tools to avoid? Basically, tools that you will... Uh, probably never used like you you said you you preferred uh photoshop over gimp obviously but are there tools that you you need to avoid or you'll just get a terrible result no not really uh my preference are because it's, i like those things not because i don't like other things you get what i mean i get what you mean okay uh regs uh on discord again was asking how much time does it take to create a terrain? That was the question I wanted to ask at the beginning. I was talking about at the beginning. Uh, so you, you kind of said that creating the actual terrain and then releasing, that took a lot of time. But what really took a lot of time in addition to that was the updating because it's never really perfect. Is that it? Um, I'm not really sure I understand that question. Is it how long does it take the terrain or... It kind of sounded like two questions. How how does how long does it take to create the terrain from from the idea to the publishing, basically? Uh, that's kind of um, hard to answer because it all depends on so many parameters. I mean, um, for instance, if I was going going to make uh, thirty two by thirty two kilometers of Sahara Desert, that would probably take a hundred of uh, the time it took me to make the PKL jungle, simply because of the detail level involved in No, oh, okay. So it will so, all depend on the detail yeah. of the terrain and the, the uh, complexity yeah, of the... Uh... ...working terrain into the game in an evening, but it's kind of what do you put, put on the terrain? What kind of terrain is it? That all depends on your goals, and that's kind of... Your method is kind of important, and then setting goals after you actually know your method. Okay, so that brings me, uh, actually, that brings me to the next question, which is, uh, do you create all the objects that you put on the train? I mean, uh, do you, there's, there's a, a related question, let me find it. I think it was asked by 
uh, yeah, it was asked by uh, Mr. H uh, on Discord. Uh, he said, what are your favorite assets? Uh, I mean, non-vanilla assets. Uh, cup, core, uh, GBAD, that kind of thing. Do you create all the objects that you put on the train yourself? Or do you base uh, the those objects on already made assets that are available uh, and created by others? Um, anything not vanilla on my trains, and then I'm going to include uh, GM as vanilla since that's like it's released by BI, so I kind of consider it vanilla as well. Um, so no, my our trains. Um, uh, we're we're going to talk about this later anyway, but uh, we are making a kind of a mod that's going to be called RHS Terracore, and that's going to be our own core terrain artwork mod. Okay, so that will be the uh, uh, the equivalent of, of the cup core, is that it? But for um, RHS. Yeah, kind of, yeah. To put it simple. Uh, okay, cool. Um, so what are the... Um, can, can you basically, I mean... Uh, I mean, swiftly, don't go into too much details, but can you describe uh, or name and describe uh, the different processes into building a train? Um, that's kind of, that would vary upon kind of which method you use. Just go, go for a general uh, thing. First, you have to have an idea, right? You have to have a goal. What? What kind of what kind of terrain you wanna make? What's like yeah? Set set some set some goals. Figure out how you can do them, and most important, if you can actually pull it off. And um, then everything else after doing that should like explain themselves. Because if you haven't already done the PNC tutorial, you shouldn't be trying to make a terrain. It's kind of have an idea, figure out how to do it, and then you can kind of estimate how long it would take you um, because you would have done the PMC tutorial and then you can kind of gauge how long it would take, basically. Okay, and what's the ne next step after that? Having fun for the next two years, placing objects and implementing stuff. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's encouraging. I mean, new people to uh, terrain creation yeah. are just going to say, oh my God, it'll take me two years to learn this shit. <laughs> Think, think, think about this. Uh, Bohemia has a huge team of people, right? Mm -hmm. So um, hypothetically, um, BI might have, mm, say, four or five people working on basic terrain work, like placing objects, doing all the terrain features. And then they have a team of people on top of that who make all the buildings and all the trees and all the textures and stuff like that. Um, so it's kind of up to now. I have done all of that myself, and uh, now I kind of have my own team, so it's going to be a bit different. But for people doing it, yeah, if you're going to make a fully functional terrain that could even compare to what Beat Bohemia does, then yeah, expect years, dude. Okay, so that's really precise. That's a really important uh, piece of, of intel here. Uh, so for new people that are really uh, going into terrain building, uh, terrain creation, and thinking that basically in the next month they'll be able to create a terrain for uh, for the unit, and uh, and they'll be able to, to to plan it, and and boom, bada boom, that's done. But no, that's actually not at all how it's going to go down, and it'll take a lot of time before they actually even just master the technique behind. Yeah, it's kind of. Um... I kind of like to get really involved with it. I mean, you could reuse Bohemia interactive textures and stuff like that. And kind of, it all really depends on, on what you need, right? Indeed. According to you, uh, what is the most, uh, what's the hardest part in creating a terrain? Mm, uh, well, if I'm, if I'm going to, to speak on a general basis, getting into it is the hard part. Okay, so starting, is that it? Learning, the, the learning curve is hard. Is that what you're saying? What? The, uh, the learning curve <laughs> is hard. Is that it? 
Uh, yeah, that's kind of the learning curve and kind of... Um, I've been teaching people to do this for a few years now in the um, free Discord. Um, and it's kind of uh, rough estimate. Seven out of ten people have their dreams crushed the first time they tried it. And <laughs> okay. If you, if you if you can't if you can't survive bald spots and um, probably a drinking habit and uh, a wife leaving you, and yeah, that has actually happened in the young community. <laughs> okay, that's currently very sad. We'll ch we'll, we'll hope that uh, uh, people getting into terrain creation will not have that happen to them. Uh, and uh, but I mean. Anyways, let's uh, let's move on and say uh, so. Your personal—that's a personal question for you. Um, what's your piece of advice for uh, newbies? Basically, what would you say to a newbie? What we what would be the first piece of advice you you would give to a newbie? Um, read the PMC tutorial. Uh, make a two by two kilometer terrain. Make that terrain fully functional. That means have a working runway on it, have a working terrain config, have it not conflict with our other mods, um, understand how the technology works. And a big reason to make such a tiny terrain is that um, every time you, so say if you have a one by one kilometer terrain, right? If you increase that to two by two kilometers, then that's going to increase the time it takes to do absolutely everything by at least four. Okay. So if you start out by making a tiny, tiny terrain that isn't meant for anybody to uh, play on, it just has to work in game and it has to teach you the basic technology so that you can gauge how long it would take you to make your dream project, then yeah. Then so a, a two by two kilometers uh, terrain is a good ruler basically to uh, judge uh, where you're going and how how much time is it's gonna take you yeah and you can have like um, the satellite maps and imagery for it could be a huge hello kitty symbol or anything it doesn't have to look pretty it just it only has to work technically in game to teach you how it works you don't have to show it to anybody it's just like basically you have to do this if you want to get into it I see. Let's push into. Um... Oh, I have to add this. Sorry, what? Um, I, I I just have to add this. There is a trap that a lot of newbies fall into and think that you can download somebody's source files off of the off of the internet, and that's a quick way to learn how to do it. And that's actually the opposite. You're gonna waste days and days trying to figure stuff out that you would learn in an evening following the PMC. Oh, so that's basically going to be completely different from uh, uh, coding, basically. A lot of people coding SQF, for example, uh, will tend to uh, get uh, code from others and learn from that and study the code and, and learn how other people and copy and paste and basically just learn through uh, imitation. So in, in terrain creation, it's just completely different. You, you don't want to do that. Is that it? Really bad idea, trust me. Okay. Because you will spend hours trying to figure out stuff that you could take one minute reading and trying. And by that time, you're going to be working on a big full-size terrain. So every mistake you do is going to take you hours to fix. Uh, whereas if you solve those uh, problems on a tiny terrain, it's going to take you minutes. Simply because there are gigabytes and gigabytes of data you have to process. And if you have tiny terrain, you're talking about tens or hundreds of megabytes. So that uh, tutorial for people listening to this podcast is extremely yeah. important. I mean, uh, what, what uh, Blood is saying here is that this tutorial is the one masterpiece that you want to spend time on. Uh, if you want to save yourself a lot of time, just follow this tutorial to the end and you'll, you'll be uh, uh, saving yourself a lot of time over uh, learning this kind of thing or uh, ripping it from others' uh, creations. Absolutely. 
let's go into the inspiration of creating a terrain uh your inspiration and uh inspiration for other i mean the, the general uh, population of, of uh, terrain builders out there uh, lou montana was uh, asking on discord um what is your main inspiration uh real life terrains uh feelings uh, lifelike environments where do you catch your personal inspiration um that depends on the terrain of course so uh, i'm going to use pkl as an example um i'm hugely into history like i don't i don't care about dates as much as um what occurred on those dates if you get my drift so it's kind of um pkl was inspired by first of all the vietnam war of course but then second of all um, um the particular stuff that happened between the countries uh, around and in cambodia and what the united states did so basically um, every single location on that map is um, copied from history but basically they're they're taken from many countries um, uh, in the southeast asian peninsula so uh, it's got it's got a runway um, a drug smuggling runway from Laos and uh, it's got fortifications from Vietnam and it's got a particular um, jungle setting and many villages that are copied from Cambodia. So, and each of those had different events that occurred in or near them and um, yeah, stuff like that. I see. That's perfectly clear. Yeah. Chuck, uh... yeah, yeah, sorry. In the next PKL update, for instance, we have a huge surface to air missile site that is also copied, and it's a one-to-one -one replica of um, a Soviet layout from a SAM site. That was actually um, captured back and forth uh, from um, Vietnamese and American forces in the war. So, so how, how does it work? I mean, do you work on, on pictures, that kind of thing, to be able to reproduce that? Oh yeah, uh, going through books and um, basically trolling every um, Vietnam War picture you can find on the internet. And that, that's amazing. Tens of thousands of pictures. Gotcha. That must take a lot of time and be uh, extremely... Um, I mean, you can learn a lot of things just reading through, the, through those, um, those books. It must be really amazing. Um, we've got Chuck Yeager from the uh, FK community that is asking on Discord. I think, yeah, it was Discord. Um, if you could instantly create a 100% true-to-life copy uh, of, an, of any location, I mean, a, a region, city, or location, uh, what place would you choose and why? That's uh, that's a pretty funny question, uh, and I have been trying to answer that question for myself at least four times uh, in the game by trying to recreate those locations. Uh, one would be my hometown of Bergen in Norway, and um, uh, what else? Why would that be? Because because you've been you've been living in that place and you know that place off by heart, and you would like it to to you would like to see it uh, replicated in the game. Is that it? Um, one of it is I haven't seen an area like that because it's kind of it's got some particular mountain scenery that people seem to like. Um, but uh, I haven't seen that type of scenery in the game before, so that's so that's kind of why I picked it. I get you. And I mean, okay. But Greenland, I want to make because I haven't seen that inside Arma uh, in any like having the kind of Arctic, spooky, scary tundra. Um, I haven't seen a good area like that in the game either. So I really want to do that. That would be basically having. Um, I'm just uh, playing on words here, but that would be basically taking Livonia and putting it into snow and basically having it that kind of spooky spooky um uh yeah, but you have to think of replace all the trees with rocks because there wouldn't be a single tree oh okay i see the higher than your ankle but there would be rocks and different types of rocks and like 
10 different types of geology within the 100 by 100 meters and stuff like that. So it would be really interesting to try to recreate. No, it must be. Can't wait. Well, if you get to create your own hometown or that kind of of environment sometime uh, in in Arma Three or in the future, well, uh, we'll be sure to to give it a try because that sounds like a, a very cool environment. Um, a, a last question from Mister H on Discord, which was asking, uh, "What is your what do you think of vanilla maps and do you have a favorite one? Chernaris. Chernaris? And why? Easily. Um, I think it's by far the best one. Uh, it's, it's kind of hard to pick a particular reason uh, and for sure some of it is nostalgia, but um, it's kind of, it, it's got almost everything I need and basically um, my next map from uh, the which is called Katya, will be heavily inspired by Trinaris. Well, we can't wait to see the, the, the inspiration behind that and see the similarities, I guess, uh, from each, uh, each terrains. Conclusion now. Um, so those are basically going to be the closing of this uh, amazing talk about terrain creation, which really seems like something that is very complicated. So um, I'm, I'd just like to remind people that want to go into that kind of thing, just go and, and read that, uh, that tutorial and follow that tutorial that uh, uh, Blood talked about on this show because uh, it really seems like it's, it's really going to push you forwards in learning this kind of, of science because it really sounds like science to me. I've never done it, but it sounds it relies, extremely complicated. It relies on a lot of science. Sorry, what? It does rely on a lot of science. <laughs> okay. Yeah, indeed. I mean, uh, just just what you said about the, uh, you know, that, that satellite thing, uh, uh, throwing waves at the, at the ground. I kind of knew that because I heard that somewhere, but... I mean, you gotta think about that kind of thing, and uh, and obviously basing your base, uh, yeah, basing your um, your thinking on that kind of science must be challenging sometimes. If you're going from creating levels for other games into making armor terrains, then the thinking is entirely different. I must, uh, yeah, because I mean, in different in other games, I mean, it's just basically going to be. A very closed uh, armor terrains are very open. Is that it? Um, yeah, that, it relates to that. It's um, it's simply in, in, uh, simply down to scale. Yeah, you, you mean the size? Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Obviously, I mean um, it's being proven. Uh, armor terrains made out of maps, but other kind of um, say a Call of Duty level would be made out of Legos, but an armor terrain is made out of maps. Indeed. And I mean, that's just basically the big difference between uh, open world uh, games and the others. That's a huge difference. So how about, um, so how do you see, uh, you personally, how do you see uh, terrain creation evolve in the future? Uh, meaning in the future of Arma 3, maybe in the future of the Arma series? Well, who knows what kind of stuff BI is going to pull off. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, if there's going to be another Arma game or and even uh, what kind of modern technology they can put into it. It's kind of really difficult to know. And, well, uh, we've got Revo on Discord asking, what would uh, you like to see improved were added in the new engine coming up? Well, if you could have uh, the ability to make tunnels, that would be awesome. Changing seasons or at least um, changing weather would be awesome. Um, the ability to have, like, uh, say, uh, when, when you make an armor map, you have to consider what time of year it is, right? Mm -hmm. But if you could make a map that has all four seasons included, that would be super awesome. So basically, you could 
uh, enter the editor and uh, have one terrain, you'd have one terrain and basically you could basically tick through seasons and choose your seasons. For example, if I if I was in the editor and I chose like uh, the 24th of December, for example, uh, my terrain would change to snow. Is that it? I can explain this quite easily. Um, my good friend Monkalb, uh, who is the guy who makes the global uh, sorry global mobilization terrain, um, he has included two versions of his terrain, um, where there is two individual terrain files with two different sets of artwork. Right? You have and, the snow and, version, and the summer version, and also two two separate size files. Also, that doubles the uh the size of the add-on in the end is that it also he has also uh, monk has made some clever hacks to make it so that they actually share some of the imagery as well oh okay um he does some awesome stuff but yeah uh if say bohemia included a technology where you could make um four satellite images and say two normal maps that would be super awesome Okay, so that's a tool you wanted to, you would like to be added in the in the tool set of uh, of Bohemia's tools, and uh, to to basically be converting that kind of data. Yeah, different types of weather as well. So that if you can turn on snow, then you can say that okay, now it's winter. We have snow instead of rain, right? Thanks, Blood, for coming on the show. Um, how can people reach out to you? Oh, that would be the Arma 3 Discord Terrain Makers channel or the Bohemia Interactive Forums or on Twitter. Okay, we'll put every single link in the description, uh, especially that tutorial we spoke about a lot in this podcast. Uh, I like yeah. to thank everyone that uh, posted questions on the Discord and also on other platforms I, I, uh, I had access to. Uh, thanks to the community for getting involved so much into these kinds of um, topics here because uh, they make them so much interesting. And uh, thank you, uh, Blood, for coming on the show to talk about you, about your work, and obviously about this a very complicated topic, which is terrain creation. We'll be sure to go deeper into some more technical parts, and we'll have different other um uh, builders and different other guests to come and talk about it and obviously you uh, blood will be invited for sure uh i like to remind everyone that you can find the show on uh twitter at radio arma and obviously on our website at uh, radioarma.com uh, you can find us on the SoundCloud and on uh, the Google Play Music. Um, so feel free to listen to all the other episodes we have. We've got one recently recorded about uh, coding in Arma SQF development. So if you're interested in creating things, uh, there's multiple topics about that. Uh, coming up next will probably be uh, the Red Sector Inc. Uh, unit. So stay tuned. And until then, please take care. Bye-bye. See you, blood. Have a nice yeah. week. Yeah.